Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Love, Sex, and Applied Behavior Analysis, the podcast where pop culture and ABA meet. Yay! All right. So um, this is going to be part two of, I don't know, maybe like three or four. I don't really know. We're just going to kind of roll with it of uh, the episodes that we want to do surrounding couples, all things that have contributed to just us being coupled and also just how we have grown into individuals. So um, thank you, Jamie, for coming back. And I look Mm -hmm. forward to um, next week's episode. Next week, you all are going to hear not only from Jamie and I, but you're also going to hear, or I should say Jamie and me. I'm learning the difference between that. All my SLPs out there. Um, You're also going to hear from two other behavior analysts who are partnered, Aaron and Kristen. So I'm excited about that. Um, All right. So without further ado, let's get right into tacting with tequila. So as you guys already know by now, um, this is the segment where we just kind of talk about some um, behavioral or in this case, professional terms, because we're going to talk about more than just behavioral terms. And then we're also going to put them into more of like a layman's kind of way of understanding and conceptualizing it. So first and foremost, one of the things that we're going to be talking heavily about today really is just behavior. So um, the Cooper third edition defines behavior a few different ways, one of which is it's the activity that living organisms do. Human behavior is literally everything that people do, including how they move, how they think, how they feel. So what we want to remember is that behavior also includes those private events. So again, those thoughts and those feelings. We're going to be talking about what we know as behaviorists as the verbal operants. So if you um, kind of open up your your the first Cooper book or any VB map, you'll remember that the verbal operants include manding, which again is um, a request that matches someone's motivation. We'll talk about some tacting, which is that labeling. We'll talk a little bit about some um, listener responding. This is also sometimes called receptive identification, where that's going to be that like um, following directions and things like that. Um, I'm trying to think of the other verbal operands. I don't think we're actually going to f- talk about any of the other ones. I think for sure we'll probably mention some of those in this week's conversation. Um, I really want a huge theme of this this week's episode to center um, something that I really am trying to learn how to do in my private life, which is really engage in manding, but using objective definitions. As we analysts know, all our definitions and all of our objectives even that we put in for our scholars have to be objective. They have to, number one, all pass the dead man's test. And, um, they also just have to be, you know, very clear and concise and, um, you know, they really just have to be objective, measurable, all of that. Um, we're also going to be talking about learning history, which I think in your world, what does learning history kind of... <laughs> so that's the socialization piece of it. And um, socialization is essentially learning those social values, learning uh, the development of a conscience, uh, preparing us to um, function in our society, um, social roles, things, things like that. And those are all pretty like individualized like especially within like different cultures different races different religions different everything nature nurture things like that okay 
Um, I already said um, really just that as well as definitions that our objectives do also need to be objective and just as a reminder a behavioral objective is really a learning outcome that is stated in those measurable terms i'm not sure if i said that objective definitions also need to be stated in measurable terms but um yeah they also need to be stated in measurable terms so i guess we talk about behavior we got to talk about um, thinking, right? Yeah, legit. It's a private <laughs> So event. to tie that into uh, MRT for other folks out there listening. So again, so mas- MRT is Master Resilience uh, Training. And I don't think I said this last time, but there are 14 skills in MRT. And essentially the program is, the model of the program is thinking about thinking. So it's changing the way we think to kind of foster more positive outcomes in our lives. So there are 14 skills. I won't go over all 14 skills, but each of those skills aligns with one or more of the six competencies. And I will go over those really quickly. So it's connection, strengths of character, mental agility, um, optimism, self-regulation, and self-awareness. Um, We're also going to be talking about some antecedents um, for all of the ABA people out there. We know that an antecedent is what comes immediately before a behavior occurs. And I think in MRT, you all call... That's the activating event. Okay. Um, You guys also kind of work as well with an antecedent as well. What is it with the heat something? Yeah. So that, well, yeah, yeah. So the the activating event would be like the trigger. Um, Our that the act the activating event feeds into what's known as the heat of the moment thought and that's purely unadulterated the first thought you think whenever a trigger happens somebody cuts you off in traffic the first thing you think that's that heat of the moment thought okay so i guess technically now that i think about it the heat of the moment thought because we also know that thoughts are behavior so maybe that's less of an antecedent and more of like a behavior i'm just kind of thinking oh, that's about where this we blew the lines, yeah right? <laughs> i'm kind of thinking about this right now um and you guys also have was it thought themes yeah so actually i'll just go through the whole um so what we're talking about right now is actually the activating event thought consequence model or the atc model so what happens is um, i'll just stick with that example right sure. the, the somebody cutting me off in traffic so um, that's my trigger. Activating event, someone cuts me off in traffic. My first heated moment thought is, give me one. Fuck off. Wow. Like, fuck <laughs> you kind of thing. <laughs> okay. You know? The uh, heated moment thought is, fuck you. <laughs> um, eat, and each thought aligns with a thought theme. Um, I won't go over those. These things, like the skills and thought themes and things like that, they'll probably come up more and more as we do more of these episodes. So um, I'm just gonna I'm just going to think about... Would you say that you are in danger or you've or or trespass? Yeah, I feel like I've been trespassed. So so fuck you will, will align with trespass. Okay. Now from that heat of the moment thought, it feeds directly to a consequence. So the consequence we've covered a that's the activating event. Someone cut me off in traffic. Then we moved on to our T, which is our heat of the moment thought, which fed into our thought theme which is trespass. So trespass is the thought theme. Now we feed into our consequence. Our consequence is our emotion and our, and our reaction. So it's what we did and what we felt in the moment, right? So trespass, fuck you. And the response would probably be that you're angry. Yeah, yeah. That's your consequence, right? Now what we find though, and this is probably better as a visual, what we find that is if sometimes the thought and the consequence do not marry. 
Okay. So in this instance where you said fuck you and you should be angry, mm-hmm. but let's say you like break out crying mm-hmm. and you have a, a full breakdown. That actually sounds more like me. <laughs> <laughs> so then that thought doesn't necessarily align with the consequence. Okay. So what, sense. what we would then do is dig deeper into one of the skills. And one of the skills that I, I think me and probably a lot, of, a lot of other MRTs rely heavily on are detecting icebergs. That's, that's another skill, detect icebergs. And it's essentially just digging deeper into our values to figure out why that was, why that thing being cut off in traffic or you know being cut off in a conversation or you know anything why that triggers us the way it does and then rearranging the way that we think about that thing if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so um and then this also kind of aligns again with because we um know that private events are behavior so some of what jamie was just talking about are those consequences so again from a behavioral standpoint, the consequence is what happens immediately after the behavior occurs. Um, anyone who um, heard and you know really was able to grasp, I think the way that uh, Jamie just really kind of explained MRT, like this is a very like 1.0, like a not even a like a 1.0, like yeah. it's like a point two. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> um, no, no, I think it's a <laughs> no because like there are levels to this thing. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, so. Well, I'm saying like when I said it's like a 1.0, I was just saying oh, like, this is just like this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this yeah, is just like absolutely. a tipping. It gets much, much deeper. Yeah. Um, so this also kind of reminds me a lot of ACT for all of the um, ABA people out there and some of MRT or MRT, some of RFT. Wow. We love our acronyms. Okay. So those are some of the concepts. I know that was a lot. Um, those are some of the concepts and we'll kind of be like naturally, honestly, kind of covering. This won't be an episode where we're like, yeah, so tell me about, you know, a thought theme with that. It'll really just be that if you all can kind of conceptualize what all of those are that we were just mentioning, you'll kind of see how we have found that they have really kind of played into relationships, period, sure. communication specifically, um, and yeah, so let's get right into hashtag will press lever for news. All right, welcome back to Love Sex ABA. Um, this is a segment where we talk about all of these pop culture events that have kind of transpired, um, at least ones that I either care about and or know about. Um, and again, this is the segment called hashtag will press lever for news on my ABA peeps. I really hope that you all know what I'm referencing with my play on words about the lever. So, um, first and foremost, it was Britney Jean Spears' birthday. Oh, my God. I'm really sad. You know she was here, like, on Maui last week, I think it was, or maybe two weeks ago. And I actually hit up my boss, and I was like, yo, like, we should just, you know, just take a trip to Maui. Like, let's go find her. Of course, we didn't. We had, you know, work to do. But I had to make that, like, the first and the most important <laughs> pop culture event, my Britney Jean. Um, on a more serious note, um, so in the gospel world, specifically in the black gospel world, a, I mean, amazing, amazing singer-songwriter named um, Daryl Walls, he was outed by a quote-unquote close friend. And um, I don't know, I just... I can't express how criminal I think it is to out people. I think it's even more criminal when it's 
when you're outed by somebody that was supposed to be a friend of yours, let alone a close friend. So I did just want to say in the rare event that he will ever listen to this podcast, that I really am thinking and praying for him. Um, I do pray that he's surrounded by all of the love and the care and just the the beauty that he deserves to be uh, surrounded by and also fuck his friend. Um, speaking of coming out, um, Elliot Page pronouns he, they came out as trans. So proud of them. I feel like I want to rewatch the Umbrella Academy because they actually did a super dope thing within the last 24 hours. So immediately after he came out they already updated i don't know what that page is called that like movies and um tv shows have where like they have like the casting list and stuff Uh, i is it imd i am something you know some whatever that page is they already updated it um to completely remove elliot's dead name and updated um to you know the more appropriate name so shout out to them um and last but certainly not least actually today um spotify's 2020 wrapped data came out and thanks to all of you all love sex and applied behavior analysis has reached 15 countries in just four months i think it also said that love sex aba had um like close to 400 or something like that uh, minutes of recording time Um, I've only done, I think this may be episode 12, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And I just cannot thank y'all enough for supporting me in this. It's not easy um, to always do this, especially um, as often as I want to do these, which as you all know is weekly, especially as a solo podcast host. Um, And so thank you all for just supporting and accepting me and this. Thank you, Jamie, and any other guest that I've ever had on the show speaking of communication i feel like i want to effectively communicate to you thank you as my partner for just time girl i hate you just (laughs) believing in me um even before you know i even had the courage to do this so it's truly a passion project for me and i just i love doing this more than i can express so thank you all so 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 much all right enough of that after this we are going to get back to really why we came here today which is to discuss the art of putting sugar on shit welcome to the art of putting sugar on shit (laughs) (laughs) um so for anyone who listened last week you you heard us talk about love languages and a common theme that kept reappearing during that segment was communication and you probably heard us mention that we tend to ask people whether married divorced widowed we ask them what their marriage advice is and 10 times out of 10 communication comes up and don't go to sleep mad yeah yeah there's always (laughs) always that um but i don't think we go deep enough into what that means like what does it mean i I don't think i've gotten that yet so we decided to do this segment on communication Um, Some of these things, some of the things we mentioned, you may experience in your relationship, maybe in past relationships, Um, some of the things that that have come up in our relationships. And it doesn't have to mean like bad things, just things that have that you guys have had to kind of talk about because we're different. We're all socialized differently. So 
you have anything to add to that before we get into it? I think what's so interesting about socialization, excuse me, aka learning history and all that is like, I mean, truly how individualized it is. Like, two, I think we've kind of, all of us, I'm sure, have kind of discovered that even like siblings, like they come from this in the exact same household, whatever, like they could literally be socialized so differently. And then that presents itself very, very differently like almost like moment by moment when it comes to interactions just with other humans and I think that oftentimes that kind of gets exacerbated when like you're coupled especially like when you're living together and things like that I think yeah because you don't realize just how much you have to talk about things just how many things you have to talk about I mean quite literally everything now disclaimer I am not credentialed Cam Cam is not credentialed yet (laughs) we are not credentialed yet yeah and we are not relationship experts um we just have really great conversations i i think i can claim that yeah would you agree yeah all right so you ready chime in so the first thing and i want you guys to think about these things i think in the last segment i said that the first thing you have to do to me now this is my opinion the first step to honest communication is self-awareness you have to take an objective and honest inventory of yourself first. And I think one of the things that full transparency that I've always struggled with, and I think I alluded to this or, or directly spoke about this last week, <clears throat> is that being objective does not mean that you are kind of taking this like self-analysis, comparing it to like anybody else's behavior. So for me, like I mentioned last week, because in previous relationships or even um now like because in um previous relationships I wasn't the one doing some of these like quote-unquote like overtly like toxic or overtly whatever behaviors excuse me I measured the way that I was inappropriately kind of taking an objective account of myself was inappropriately like measuring it up to somebody else's <laughs> shit yeah. so it's like well eh, my shit doesn't speak that bad so i must be like not that bad you know and that kind of leads me to my next point so most of us if we're honest right most of us operate from a place of ego so it makes it easy for us to be defensive makes it easy for us to project or deny like our own ugly truths so that's another reason why i say take honest inventory take an objective inventory well can and I also, also I'm sorry to ahead. interrupt you I also really want to say like I personally don't think these things should begin when you are coupled I oh, really think fact. that we should be taught these things at a very early age one so we can actually learn how to do that that's a skill that I know like a lot of people including myself just don't I guess naturally if you will like have or even again when it comes to all the ABA people it's not something that has ever even been like an operant behavior of mine I never I don't think really kind of was taught that in in a way um so I, I just I want I also just want to emphasize like this is not one of those like if you're not in a relationship or whatever like this episode isn't for you like I really do think that all of these things again and all of the problems in my opinion that kind of occur in relationships surrounding communication which communication quite literally is like everything Mm -hmm. um that like they only intensify once you are coupled because you have two or more people who are trying to do all of these things or not do all of these things um 
which I think, like you said, also kind of make it even worse when we're coming from like this ego driven kind of place. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact you said learn these things young because that kind of goes into my next point, <laughs> which is we did not which plan is something, this, yeah, right? Which is something that I kind of I'm really I had to learn. I had to learn to unlearn it. Mm. The this is how I am mentality. Yeah. Um, again, coming from a place of ego, right? So I at this point, I, I really try to avoid the well. This is just how I am, you know. T- take me as I am, kind yeah. of mentality, in, in some aspects, um, because I honestly think it's you sell yourself short when you do that. You put yourself in a box, and you say, again, my opinion. For the sake of for the sake of my own pride and ego, I'm gonna reject what could be someone, especially when you're coupled, what could be someone's honest and objective opinion of me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna or assessment of me, and I'm gonna deny myself the opportunity to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I'm I really work to 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 um, undo or I guess get rid of that mentality. Yeah. So let's talk apologies. So this actually is something I'm like super passionate about. And for a moment, I don't want, well, not for a moment, for the rest of the segment, I really, I want to be as interactive and as like organic as we can, both with just like our individual experiences, our experiences as a couple as well. Um, Because I don't want anybody to feel like we're like just racking off all of these things. Um, In my opinion, I believe that the art of apologizing should be and I think actually love languages they ended up coming out they with did. like an apology language mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. we actually may have taken that mm-hmm. one and full transparency that's something that we really kind of struggled with I think probably closer to like the beginning of our relationship because what I had to realize is we which accept and receive apologies so apologies differently, differently. Yeah. and I'm like so ashamed as you know of like what I need <laughs> via apologies and you like in my mind, at least, you don't need as much as me. And I literally, y'all, like, <laughs> I need somebody to, like, number one, objectively define what they're sorry about. And I, I need them in this in this kind of respect, as bad as it sounds, to almost, like, grovel. And I don't mean this in, like, a literal sense. But, like, I really do want to know that somebody is sorry even after, like, the event is over. And you're the kind of person when you're just, like, I just need to know that you understand. Like, I don't even actually need you to say sorry at all. Like, I need to know that, like, you understand. I'm like, but what does that look like? I'm telling you, I do understand. You're like, but I can see in this conversation (laughs) that you don't understand. So, like, how do you, um, in friendships, in relationships, like, how do you kind of show someone what kind of environment for all the analysts, what kind of environment do you kind of try to um, cultivate to help somebody to kind of understand, like, what you need for apologies? I think I had I didn't learn about like why I get so frustrated with I'm sorry until I took the the like art of apology quiz. Mm, yeah. Um I think it's like you're like I said I'm sorry like seven, eight times. What like, more do you want me to I do? And it's like I really that. didn't need the first I'm sorry. I'm also a person who needs like okay, and who who needs a hey, I was about to go into other examples who needs to like, okay, this is, this was the problem. This was the solution, or this is what I did. This yeah. is like, you know, why it won't happen, or this is what the change is going to be. And that's it. Well, what's or understand too, like, okay, I, I get that that hurt your feelings. Cool. Got it. Well, what's interesting too, is again, behaviorally speaking, what oftentimes actually punishes your behavior or punishes my behavior literally will reinforce like, like opposite on opposite ends. So like for me, like you not 
giving me like and to some degree like appreciation or like fucking social praise for being like but I'm sorry like I really am sorry it it like or no let me actually turn this around me telling you I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry all the time it literally would like punish your behavior of even telling me what was wrong in the first place because you're like yo like she just doesn't get it like I'm not about to go through this in the future kind of thing Mm. and for me it was it's just interesting because like that very same behavior of like telling you what was like telling you kind of things that may have been wrong with me you saying a billion sorries actually would have like reinforced my behavior in the future of telling you in the future like if you do something wrong like what it is yeah and I think this also goes back to communication because again like we can't assume again by definition of reinforcement that like everything that will increase my behaviors or punishment decrease my behavior in the future are going to be the exact same for you yeah they're not (laughs) so now my question for the listeners is how do you apologize how do you receive apologies homework do you do you like that do you like someone to say they're sorry do you just want someone to understand your feelings or do you need actual feedback and my second piece of homework with that is I want you to take like an honest inventory of if you're actually comfortable, truly like with what you need. And honestly, if you aren't comfortable with what you need, I do want you to do a third piece, which is like dig a little bit deeper again and figure out why. Because we all know that we are socialized in some respects um, to want some of these things. As you all could hear, this is my cat. She's saying hello. She's also apologizing right now because Jamie's pushing her out the way. All right, so the right, ne- <laughs> next like, thing right. that might come up is what can what communication look like in the home? Important. So what did communication look like in your home? Oof, we had, I mean, a ton of communication. We had a ton of yeah. open communication. We were a deeply emotional household where um, we would literally have, like, weekly meetings, and it, I could openly tell my parents and my brother if they you know hurt my feelings I could tell them if they made me upset um so I definitely was able to like to communicate I will say that my parents did have very different communication styles which have manifested themselves in me in various ways my dad was very direct and very loud um and my mom was more like passive to passive aggressive and more like timid and for whatever reason, I did not really kind of, um, like my dad's communication style didn't really resonate with me. And so I grew up then, um, really kind of taking on more of like my mom's passive, passive aggressive, aggressive communication. And I thought that anybody was direct was like being mean or being hurtful. And again, for all the RFT people out there really think about like, communication and how what kind of things we derive from other people's uh communication what were you now, gonna say i'm gonna say hold on to that okay because we're gonna come back to that here in a bit well what no what was yours though um so my my dad um my dad he's a man of, of very few words uh, my mom is more of the communicator my stepdad is more passive aggressive my mom is more assertive um but I think my my household looked a little different from yours and that we didn't necessarily have like family meetings or things like that I couldn't necessarily communicate my emotions with my my parents openly 
not without like ridicule or like shame or um my especially for my father at least thinking that I was being disrespectful mm-hmm. you know for questioning things because he's you know southern born southern bred so that's kind of how that looked now we'll hold on to we'll hold on to those and we'll come back to those right all right some of the other things that might come up or another another thing that might come up is a, your stance on having ex-mates as friends mm-hmm. and some people their view on that is is different yeah it's different yeah another one what are your partner's ideal gender roles in a relationship and should they exist at all and again what that would even look like i think we talked about that a bit last week um we talked about i think the example i gave was you know if i if i marry a man and i'm used to watching my father wash cars on weekends and you know fix things around the house and do all the manly stuff and I expect my husband to then do those same things but he grew up I don't know let's say with a maid at his disposal mm-hmm. he's not gonna be out yeah there he may not either. be out there doing those things and I have to kind of um meet him where he is and I can't project what I was used to I mean unless but I him. think that also kind of goes down back to like willingness like if you again when we talk about manding when we talk about actually being able to hopefully communicate what we want especially even attaching why it is that we want that or at least like what are some of those contributing factors to why we want that is your partner actually willing to do those things like for somebody who is cool but it shouldn't be I think especially when it comes to gender roles specifically it shouldn't just be this automatic because I you know because you're the woman and you're supposed to do these things yeah. i'm the man and i'm supposed to do these things yeah i don't think versa. it should be like this like automatic kind of thing how do you think um gender roles have kind of played into um or i should not say gender role gender role expectations if at all have kind go. of played into our relationship with us being um a same-sex couple i honestly think we kind of loosely ad- adhere to those yeah i think it's very like unintentional right it's not like an expectation sort of thing so I don't expect to have like dinner cooked when I get home because we both work you know a full time fucking job yeah um and, and we both enjoy cook- cooking and a better cook than yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we both enjoy cooking but because I like to do like fixer upper shit mm-hmm. um I don't mind I do doing not. that stuff <laughs> um I think when it comes to like cleaning rules we have things that we like and we have things that we don't and we kind of divvy those up according to what we you know what we like and what we don't i would love to kind of research and i think there are studies out there but i'd love to research like um the fluidity that like same-sex couples Mm -hmm. tend to um same-sex couples and queer identified couples within like the lgbtqia plus community i'd be really interested to see like if we are what i imagine my hypothesis is that we, we allow ourselves to be like a little bit more fluid in those um which is really interesting, especially even in, actually, no, now that I think about it, because um, we all know of, like, those couples who one presents as, you know, more masculine or more feminine, and now I'm, I'm thinking of, like, specific lesbian couples I can think of where it's, like, no, oftentimes they do kind of fall into, like, if it's, like, the more masculine person, they may fall into some of those more, like, quote-unquote dominant or more, quote-unquote masculine and again we know that even that's a social construct absolutely like which is why i will always are. and this is kind of a side topic Tangent. but this is why yeah <laughs> i'll always be an ally for for masculine 
and masculine or stud for stud is mm-hmm. what they call it you know you know culture. i used to used to pull fem shut the, <laughs> you know that shut it up. how do you feel about fem on fem you know i used to do that oh god so homework number two then let's um I would encourage everybody to really talk about, first of all, gender period. Um, Well, no, homework number one, please listen to the episode before last week's episode where Aaron and I talk about, um, from Aaron's perspective, really, again, how just socially constructed and honestly, like, made up, um, I think, to some degree, gender is. interrogate your thoughts and your assumptions about what you think of gender and gender roles and then really reflect on um how those gender roles are kind of performed within your relationship and and figure out kind of what what you all may want for your relationship so now this next one is important okay this is something that i use in personal relationships but i definitely use it in work relationships i will ask people like especially my coworkers. i'll ask them how do you receive feedback how do you receive criticism hashtag preference assessment <laughs> it's absolutely important yeah um i will typically ask do you want it in the moment me stop you you may give it to you in the moment do you may just take notes and give it to you at the end because it's very important for like performance uh going forward so I actually I, got that from you. I do that with my um, with my staff as well now. Mm-hmm. So and, talk about preference assessments. Yeah, so with preference assessments, I definitely think that um, just like we tend to do them with our scholars and our clients, we need to do that with our staff. But we also need to do a self-inventory, but we need to do that with our partners. So um, as we mentioned before, our relationship has... I think, and you can tell. Oh, this was definitely another layered, a, layered topic. A very layered yeah. topic because, I mean, feedback was something that even now it it can be, and I really have been actively working on this. It can feel so like personal, and it can be very hard for me to kind of accept. And it doesn't really matter like if that feedback is even quote unquote bad. But again, going back to RFT, there's so many things that I have derived from getting certain kinds of feedback that I mean you know I just used to crumble and or really like more often I would just get super defensive um and for you you're like but yo I want you to be objective with me I want you to be direct with me and so we really did have to kind of master again Jamie uh, I think a lot of the work was on you and that you really had to master kind of putting that sugar on shit and I have really been trying to work hard on being more direct one of my questions for you then, Jamie, is what are some of the things that, how did you kind of come to realize the art of putting sugar on shit versus this belief of I shouldn't have to do that because like we're adults or, you know, whatever that, that reasoning may be. Ego mm. is honestly like getting rid of my ego. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit before too, was that I was raised to believe that crying was a sign of weakness. Um, I was raised to think that um, expressing emotions about, you know, you know, you hurt my feelings or, you know, I'm sad was a sign of weakness. And so I didn't make room for people when they were. She's distracting me, you guys. So I'm I'm I can't I can't multitask. What is this, sweetheart? No, keep going. You didn't make room for. No, I just didn't make room for people's emotions. Mm. So I literally went into, I went off into the world thinking that a sign of strength 
was, you know, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and, yeah. you know, getting after shit. But what, and, did, what did that look like when it came to, like, people like me who, when it came to feedback? So, like, I guess from that perspective would kind of like pulling up your bootstraps and like getting after shit kind of look like okay well I'm giving you this feedback because it really is objective it's it's up to you to kind of take it and run with it kind of thing versus like catering to any emotions that may come is that what you kind of mean I don't know I think I, I think that like because I feel like for us like that's kind of I wonder if like that's how I kind of made you feel where you're just like yo like I don't understand like I'm I'm telling you like the truth, especially because you are so objective. Like you are truly, you have the ability. to Yeah, be there's, the there's most no malicious intent and no emotion at really. All. And it you're literally like, Yo, is like, calling a thing a thing, yeah, and that's also yeah. and it's not you know. And some people kind of they carry that with the badge of honor, like mm. oh well, I just tell it like it is, yeah. or I'm just blunt, or and I'm just you, direct. Like, no, and you're like, like no, you completely just disregard people's feelings. Well, you and which, you do it from a very like, but innocent, I do it from a very like call a thing a thing. But yeah. it's also how I like to receive feedback. I don't like to have to sift through the fluff to get to actually to what you actually want me to do or what you actually you're big on mean. action items absolutely like if i'm point. if i'm if i'm jacking this up absolutely tell me that i'm jacking this up so i yeah. can effectively like improve it yeah rather than saying well you know yeah. there was something no just <laughs> just give it to me straight so like and how did you i'm sorry to keep interrupting you but i'm really interested was there like like a process that you had to go through not only just I think me. it was just a bunch of re- I think it came with um, and I would have answered you a while ago but she know you were still distracting me <laughs> babes like let me just rephrase this question one day we're gonna record like we're on YouTube so people could actually yeah and you're see gonna see her process. like trying to mouth to me off camera and trying to like, type kiss stuff you and shit on my phone that actually has like the notes we're using so um the notes I, you're using I don't know what we're actually talking we went over about these today. things <laughs> and you make me so um no 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 actually just was a bunch of relationships Mm -hmm. I think I was just it was written in the stars for me to be paired with people who are more emotionally driven yeah yeah. and it took me hearing the same things one of the things my mom always said was if 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 three people tell you the same thing about yourself is it you or is it them yo that should be another and episode <laughs> if all your exes were in a room what would they what say, would they say about, about you, you? Yeah. and they would yeah. say the same things that i was emotionally unavailable they felt like they didn't really know me mm. i probably made them feel like weak for and it wasn't like I, and i absolutely wasn't like emotionally or verbally abusive or anything yeah. like that yeah. i just was absent mm. like emotionally yeah you know you cry yeah. and i just there was nothing you know on my end and yeah. It kind of just took, it took those relationships and kind of just chipping away at the, those backward messages that I learned growing yeah. up. And then finally, by the time we met, you know, I was a little more mature, a little more experienced, a little more open, ready to kind of like put my ego aside yeah. to give you what you need. And then even, and I can't even say that I was absolutely ready because even when we met, I still had a little bit of that, mm-hmm. you know, some traces of that left. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think honestly, it was, it was doing the work, of, like these the topics that we're talking about right now, like really having in depth conversations about this stuff and meeting in the middle and learning each other's language. I think that's where I really like lo- found a, a respect for putting sugar on shit. I like that. That was like a long time to get there, but I'm oh, going to blame okay. her, y'all, because... <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. All right. Let's stop, take a pee break, pay some bills, 
and we will be right back. All right, guys, back to the segment. For those of you who heard us rattle off this long list of communication <laughs> topics, um, it's not like a 21 questions kind of thing, or I guess it could be like a 21 question sort of thing. Yeah. But we just sort of brainstorm these ideas as things that, again, have come up in, in our relationship or in previous yeah. relationships or things that you like some things that that might stand out to you or things that you might want to go home and and talk to your mate about. Yeah. yeah so we can definitely. use it as like that kind of tool. Right. And with that, let's move on to the next one. Let's get it. What did love and affection, we talked about communication, but what did love and affection look like in your home? Ooh, that's important. It looked so fun. My parents had so, and like even and now, still do. like yeah. even with them being divorced, they just had so much fun together. Like so much fun. Um, it just, it looked like adventure, even if they weren't doing anything like quote unquote, like special, like they didn't wait for vacations to really just, enjoy each other it looked like a lot of affection um which I think you and I have that in common um what what else I kind of want to pose this question to my parents because I I don't know if I even have like a really good memory of this but I smile every like I just smiled you saw like when you asked that question so I don't think it I just kind of I want to ask them too What, what about you I really got to see what friendship looks like in marriage mm. with my parents. They were also very fun. Like yeah. my, my to this day, Just my dad. I call both. I call both my dad's dad. Yeah. Um, I love them both equally. So I'm talking about my mom and my stepdad in this case. And to this day, like he's my mom's role dog. Like yeah. they're still really good friends to this day. Yeah. I love that. Now, so affection though. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's not very affectionate. My mom is super super affectionate you know that my stepdad not so much so i kind of me not so much i was more of an act like acts of service is my affection and we'll talk about that and here in a little bit too so interesting because you're yeah i'm like i gave you a key to my place (laughs) like that that means i love you right (laughs) no but that's what's so i'm telling you i don't know if you recognize this and i think some of your friends um have actually recognized this that like I don't know. I've never experienced that side of you. Thank God, especially because I thrive off of affection. Like, Mm -hmm. you've always just been so affectionate and just tender. Um, Mm -hmm. So even not like whenever you describe yourself, um, again, very objectively, like with exes and stuff, I'm like floored. Like, I I can't imagine it. Yeah. Me either, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, truly, I think one of the one of the biggest regrets I have in my life is that those people Mm -hmm. will remember me that way for the rest of their lives yeah and it's just you know so sad yeah I get that um I mean but I'm friends with like a lot of my exes so it's not like I mean mine just hate me so wow (laughs) (laughs) deal breakers folks you got to talk about deal breakers very early on yeah for real you don't want to talk about deal breakers when it's time to break the deal. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I also think it's important to talk about why. I think sometimes we are given very mixed messages on if we explain things that like somehow like will be like less respected or something. I don't know where it's like, I shouldn't have to explain this to you. And it's like, but actually you should. Like we were, again, we grew up, We even if we grew up very similarly, we could have been 
and probably have been conditioned to think and be very, very different. Yeah, and we, I used to forget that. I used to be that person where I'm like, I shouldn't have to explain this. Yeah. And it's like, we don't because in my mind, I'm humanity, like, this is so you know? basic. And it's like, yeah, but girl, like, basic to you isn't basic to me. And I used to be so just unreceptive to that. It's that ego, girl. Like, legit. <laughs> you know, and this is what I'm saying, but I didn't know that that was a problem until, I mean, truly, like, when we started dating and I really decided. Or it was, it was, like, a little bit before we started dating when I really decided to, like, try to really, like, look in the mirror and just kind of figure out, like, well, what what is, what are some of the things that, like, I need to work on, too, you know? Yeah. But, like, I truly thought that, like, everybody just knew certain things. And yeah. it's like, no, I'm like, whew, why would they? I almost, like, dropped an end bomb. I'm not going to do that. Anyways. Depression and anxiety. This is... This is a whole episode in and of itself. Absolutely, and I yeah. really hope we can talk about that. I, I've been, I've been perseverating on my my short mention of my anxiety from the previous episode, and I'm like, I just yeah. I mentioned that with absolutely yeah. no context, so I probably sound like a crazy person. No, but can we talk about that briefly? I kind of want you to at that because it has full transparency. So I'm gonna look crazy twice. No, no. I'm <laughs> for real. That has been something that like you've been um, worried about not properly expressing so I, I do want I want you to take your your time do it now or save your, it for the no yeah talk about it or like as an example so a moment ago as uh, Cam Cam is she can she's really great at multitasking I am. so I'm she asked me a question and I'm trying to put together my thoughts and give my answer and she's grabbing she's grabbing my phone her phone <laughs> And she's trying to like Just, sign to me and mouth things to me, and it completely got me really distracted. So, so I immediately like panic on the inside because yeah. it's like my social anxiety trying to take over. And um, I just decided instead of trying to cover it up, just to be honest and be like, y'all, she's trying to distract me because yeah. otherwise I'm just like a crazy person. Yeah. Um, what I mentioned last week, and and I really, really hope and pray that we can get other people on board to talk about how anxiety presents for them because mm. I, I you know it's, it's it's different for everybody yeah you know and yeah. um for me in particular that i i listen the worst thing you can do to me is make me speak in public loathe it i don't care if it's three people or 300 people i absolutely loathe public speaking i don't even care if i know the people and it's weird i and i, I don't think i hope noah listens to this episode but noah came to visit um, when I, we were still in South Carolina mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen him in a few years. This is my best friend, guys. I haven't seen him in a few years. And even with him, I was so anxious. And, I, and I'm like, this guy, like we've literally been through yeah. the storm together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so anyway, what I mentioned in the last episode is that what happens is a lot of times if you guys, for those of you who have met me in person or those who know me or those who haven't met me in person, if I'm talking to you and you ask me a question, a lot of times you might see me like kind of look off in the distance. So what happens is like my thoughts kind of play across, I don't, I don't want to say like my mind, but yes. they kind of do like, a, like on a teleprompter. So I kind of, I look away and I just can kind of like see and, yeah. and speak the thoughts as they come up. Yeah, but what yeah. happens is when I'm really nervous is that teleprompter, there are no words there. So I'm literally grasping at straws to try to put like a coherent thought together. And then it just like the anxiety mounts and mounts and mounts. And then like I'm all sweaty, my tremors start to, you know, present. And I just feel so embarrassed. And I just, I, I think about that for like days on end. So I'm really hoping that we can kind of dig deeper into that in another episode, because I know, especially right now, with COVID and all of us being in the house with our own thoughts and our yeah. own feelings and our own pasts and things like that, 
that anxiety is, is probably presented itself in in a lot of us in a lot of different ways. Do you mind if I go off on like a semi-tangent about how I kind of learned um, and how I'm still learning to kind of cope just like as the partner, um, like kind of um, not cope, kind of help you cope with your anxiety and how that was a process? Do you mind if I give like a transparent moment? Yeah, but before, can I lead into yeah. that? Yeah, go ahead. So speaking on depression and anxiety and why I think it's an important conversation to have is that it say for instance okay I have like a bit of social anxiety mm-hmm. Cam is the extrovert I'm sort of extroverted um, but there are times when I'm not so sometimes it is a struggle where she's like oh so and so invited us out to go somewhere and I'm yeah. like oh my god yeah. I have to really 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 work through it to be comfortable enough to like go and depending on how gracious and understanding your partner is with that that could present a problem in your relationship yeah so with that I'll let you like speak on well um so I think especially with us and this like lifestyle of of like your career and everything um you know and traveling different places and then of course you end up with somebody that's super grounded I literally have had you know the same best friend shout out to Shelby since I mean I was like I don't know 10 um besides Shelby I have like a group of best friends like from undergrad um like I'm and I'm very 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 close you know to to my family um and so for me one of the hardest things I think um when we were in Columbia was wanting to like show everybody like who this person is like why I was always gone like and and having this like feeling of like having to explain or overly explain and really explaining to myself really because it was like I was explaining to other people but I didn't really fully understand it or I think at that time believe it myself that like it's not that Jamie doesn't like want to be here it's that I mean she literally cannot like there's a there's a certain level of anxiety um mixed with like exhaustion like you, you know with your particular job at that time that even now like when my friends or my family like ask about you I think my family because you have been honest with them about it is just a little bit more understanding but even now in my mind I'm like I'm on FaceTime like we don't see them we're all these you know thousands of miles away and they're always like oh hey how's Jamie and in my mind like literally a a perfect example is like my first instinct especially if like somebody asks about you but in particular like if my niece and nephew um are on the phone my first instinct is like to turn around the camera so like they can see like oh well, auntie, right here, like, auntie jamie is here too yeah and meanwhile that literally makes you want to fucking like vomit and i have to then remove like going back to this ego and like this whole ego trip i have to remove my ego from that and realize like it's not about me like your your anxiety and how it manifests itself is absent of maybe like what you actually want in that time period and that can that can be like you know tough sometimes even here like making a few friends here like and although I am extroverted I'm I'm also very introverted in that like I, I want you to come with me like the first time like I hang out with somebody new just as kind of like a part of like my comfort zone and you're like no like no and and that's hard um 
is there any advice that you would kind of give to somebody from your perspective who is partnered with someone whose anxiety may present like yours on how to, um, I don't want to say deal with that, but how to one, help the person who is actually anxious kind of cope with that, but also just how to not take it so personally. Mm. Is there any advice that I know this is kind of off the head. I don't know. It's not going to be the advice that like from your perspective, like what advice would you give me? I mean, it's going to sound stereotypical, Mm. but like grace. Mm. Yeah. And I think we've sort of had to kind of flip flop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, but the reason I said it's not going to be about advice that they want to hear, which leads me to my, this is so perfectly placed. So my next point, right? Past experiences that may resurface Mm. in current relationships. Now here's going back to the anxiety piece really quickly is that, I because you still remember I think last episode we talked about autonomy yeah. like the reason I want I didn't want to get married is that you know I wanted someone who valued their own autonomy and stuff like that and I think where this comes into play is that just because I have social anxiety I should not let that affect how you live your life mm-hmm. So, like, I have to really work through that. Okay, yeah, I don't want to go, but I'm going to go because Cam wants me to go. I know we're going to have a good time. I'm just going to get a couple of drinks <laughs> to, like, balance out. But, but I don't want to, to like, project your... that on you. But I, but even that, I think that that's a very slippery line between, like, I think that that, 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 that so in that particular example, you working through that, I think what I've learned being on the other side of that is that that has to be like a lot of that motivation has to come from you. I can't guilt you into like, oh, well, like I didn't like we didn't hang out with so and so because last time you were so anxious. You know what I mean? Like it can't be like this guilt trip. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. No, I mean, is like that... from from the person on my perspective. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. like it has to be like like I have to also be able to respect like that no means no and if it feels like too much mm-hmm. can, like cam like please go like mm-hmm. or cam like you know just be in and, and i also think one of the things when it comes to mental health which is very interesting because as you know i'm a big 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 um believer in number one just being very honest and transparent like about my mental health and also advocating for others is it i did i think when you originally were kind of telling me about your social anxiety and I don't know why I just didn't ask for consent like right then and there to kind of share with other people. But I felt like I had to like protect this secret about you. And so like instead of straight up just and I and I now am looking back on the episode that we did, the Wakanda Forever episode, looking back on it. And I'm now as I'm saying this, I'm kind of realizing that depending on what even mental state I'm in, I may not just be honest. So instead of me literally just saying either about myself or you like no like Jamie can't come right now like she's super anxious I feel like I need to like make up some lie or some excuse or I feel like I I don't want need to you know participate in whatever the activity is like I need to protect you and all this other stuff and it's like again like you are also very objective with yourself where you're like I don't I don't I don't need you don't need to like not be honest like you can tell people like no like Jamie has social anxiety or I can tell people like you know I have social anxiety. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I don't know. I feel like that was a tangent. I, I don't know if I really make my point. No, that's I how I, I feel. About it. I was like, why did I bring up the autonomy thing? <laughs> Hopefully, we but with yeah, yeah. Um, but with anxiety as well as past experiences and relationships, what I'm saying is we have to do the work. Mm. So with social anxiety, okay, cool. And I think I mentioned in, in the last segment that that was um, a souvenir from my second deployment. Okay, cool. My second deployment, I was 27. I think, yeah, I think I was 27. Okay, well, at what point are you going to do the work? Mm. At what point are you going to go to therapy and work through that? So with other past experiences, like, say, um, infidelity. So we carry that into our new relationship, and there are certain things that, you know, we won't allow, or there are certain rules that we have based on this last person or two people ago who, you know, they cheated on us. Well, that has nothing to do with this person. So you can't project that onto them. You got to do the work. So I think that's what I mean by that. And that's also, and I hold myself to that same standard where I'm like, okay, I need to do the work or I have to talk through this or I have to work through this. Yeah. But you also, again, I think it's important too to always give ourselves grace in that like, it's okay. I think one of the things I'm learning is doing the work is so important. But also allowing yourself grace. Now, there's a, obviously a difference between like allowing yourself grace and just opting out of doing the work that you need to do. Oh, for sure. But giving yourself grace like in the meantime. While you do the work. Yeah. yeah and just it being like, you know, no, I'm depressed right now for me. And being able to be honest with that and being able to also like tell you as my partner, okay, what do I need in this moment? Because mm-hmm. um, I think that's a big thing, expecting people to read read our minds that's that's definitely my thing and I'm like um you should know (laughs) and you're like I don't like I really don't I'm like you know what fuck it I'm going I'm just gonna go watch some Harry Potter or whatever the fuck yeah all right picking back up from the I told you to hold on to it okay so communication patterns Mm, are you so so this is both for you and your partner passive passive aggressive assertive aggressive what kind of communication patterns um, do you guys have where did they come from what that looks like in your relationship if your partner um, if you ask your partner for something or to go somewhere and they say no I'm tired are they really tired mm. or do you need to dig deeper into it or you know what I mean yeah, yeah. it's just kind of a, a loose example but so that going back to the examples that we gave earlier how communication looks in your home and how communication looked in my home yeah how did how do we merge those <laughs> will you tell what 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 do you how what is your experience of my communication pattern what what is your experience of that i think passive to passive aggressive mm-hmm. i think over the last year and a half like you are definitely asking for what you want saying how you feel yeah a little bit more direct yeah yeah taking up space it's very hard for me which is is interesting does it work absolutely I mean I'm super extroverted as you know but I'm I'm also at the same time very like I'm an introvert as well but I think besides that I just I don't think that I was socialized until later in life to really ask for what I want and and know that it's okay which is very interesting because like I was literally taught that I was like, but I think I was taught that in in a like a professional sense, but not 
in like a interpersonal relationship sense. Yeah. Um, what what or I don't know if you want me to answer, but what do you think your communication style is like, or what do you think my experience of your communication style is like? I think assertive. I'm going backwards, like assertive to passive aggressive, and it's only because. Um, Sarcasm is a skill that I've met. No, I'm I mean kidding. legit though. I, I, it, like that's so true. Yeah, you're funny yeah. as fuck, man. I can't lie. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's more of a passive aggressive thing or just like a always kind of witty. Yeah, you're very. Yeah, that's true. You're witty. Um, you're but witty. I would like to think I'm assertive. Mm-hmm. Prayerfully, I'm not. I don't think I'm aggressive. No, no. So how? So to answer your question, how I think that we have really had to how I think some of the work to be honest and this is going to sound super probably corny and nerdy and all that stuff but I oh, talk about the exercises which ones how we were we so in learning each other's communication language oh yeah um we we literally don't give me started, my credit I did you I I came up with did the you? exercise I, idea I don't think that's true excuse you just made that up <laughs> I, I don't think that's true, babe. Okay, okay so well, after credit. Right <laughs> yeah. So after um so actually the incident uh that we talked about last week of this whole mountain thing and I mean I can't express to be honest like how big of an argument that really really was. Um so I really realized where my communication um reception like kind of came from and um kind of going back into this whole like how do we accept feedback and all that stuff so anyways we literally started per my direction (laughs) we we truly started um like breaking down these instances and in a very so one of my degrees is also in counseling so in this very like counseling kind of way and therapeutic way we literally were like okay so if I, t- if like, like we played out these like instances, so it'd be like, okay, I come home from work, Cam, you're home all day. And cause, so we have like this, on this um, very loose rule that essentially like whoever's like home first, we oftentimes just kind of like pick up whatever like that load is. If it's like doing laundry, if it's, you know, whatever. So anyways, we'd be like, oh, you know, like, okay, Cam, you were home all day from work. Um, you know, I come home from like a 12 hour shift and nothing is done like the house is a mess like dinner is not cooked I walk through the door and you ask me what do I want for dinner or like something like that and we would literally like play this out and Jamie would then kind of use that example and she's like okay well this is like this is literally kind of going back to that MRT this would be my activating thought or like this would be my you know and I don't know I felt like so we would say it'd be like okay well what would you say about this and then I would say okay I would say this and then she'd be like, really? Like, I, would I would say this. Say yeah, that. she'd be like, I would say this. Yeah. And in doing that, and we did that with, a, I mean, a bunch of different scenarios. Okay, this thing happened. Legit. What would you say about it? I would say this. Really? I would say this. And it really, like, forced us to learn the way that the other person gives and receives information. And then we also kind of, we came up with a couple of code phrases where it was like, okay, like, I know we're doing the work, but, like, I just need to be, like, I need to be myself right now. And usually that kind of means that, like, all right, like, if it's Jamie, like, all right, yo, I'm going to be straight up. Like, in in a very still loving and healthy, like, but like a no holds bar kind of way. If it's me, it's like, okay, yo, like, I just, I don't know how to say this directly, so I'm going to kind of fall back into. And the code word meaning, so say, um, 
what is it like if we're talking about exes or something like that oh yeah we'll be like all right kitchen table time talk. to have a kitchen table talk when we just come to that conversation literally as friends where it's like cool like i'm not gonna i'm not i don't have on like you know my fiance hat right now i'm not gonna respond to this emotionally or you know whatever and then also it, it, I, don't, I don't know what some i do know what some of our other ones are yeah for anybody that knows me it's a rns and that's kind of where it's like all right like let's just be real let's kind of get down to the nitty-gritty but also giving each other room to kind of communicate in like our more quote-unquote natural <laughs> communication styles all right who is the extrovert who's the introvert yeah who is somebody more of a homebody is somebody more of the i mean covid kind of ruined outdoor for all I mean, of yeah, us, listen so. we're all we're all in the home <laughs> hopefully wear your mask <laughs> Um, I think that comes into play when we're, we're out. For those of you who are still partying, hold I mean, on to your youth. No, do better. We're Don't <laughs> party right now. We're in no, COVID. no, 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 no. I mean, oh, no. I was like, pre-COVID. Oh, I was like, uh-uh. pre-COVID. <laughs> For those of us who um, have not hung up our dancing shoes That's us. and we're Thank still God. in the club, <laughs> what that looks like um, when you're out. Yeah. What that looks like if you're in a more intimate setting. Yeah. What that looks like, you know, at family functions. Mm, yeah. um, because sometimes, again, those things may come up. If you're, date, if you're with somebody who's more of a homebody and you're like, come on. Like, let's yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are conversations that you kind of have to have. Um, next is feelings about therapy and counseling. Very important. Because very, depending very on how someone is socialized, they may have very strong feelings about counseling. I also think, too, I think this one um, especially, but I think the other ones, too, are are you willing to kind of grow and, and maybe kind of adopt some other feelings about whatever like that may be? So maybe I didn't grow up in a family, for example, that believed in therapy and counseling, but... Am I willing to, to, to even consider expanding my views on that? Um, what's next? Sex. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about sex, baby. See, like we ain't Let's even playing that. that. <laughs> um, what about it? Um, what your experience is. Mm-hmm. Um, what your hard nose are. Yeah. Soft nose. I hope that they can hear us over playing <laughs> this jet that's <laughs> you know tours are still coming here again covid also again like are you willing and i think i think this could be a whole different episode in For how sure. a lot of our beliefs and feelings around sex are definitely rooted in a lot of homophobia definitely rooted in a lot of transphobia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um especially for men um but again like let's are we willing to communicate about that and then also are you willing and am i willing to like expand maybe some of my views and so again like just hashtags like stop believing everything you think <laughs> like am i willing to kind of grow yeah i think that's i think that can be like a, a whole multiple episode yeah because yeah. <laughs> even with women i find that like i'm like we're women in our 30s and we're still uncomfortable talking about fucking masturbation we- stuff. yeah like, masturbation people are like masturbation <laughs> like what the fuck is so funny like right. i don't get it like yeah. this is self-exploration this is like self-care self-love and it's interesting that that we're uncomfortable talking about those things. I agree. It blows my mind. I agree. Um, next is our, is, we talked a little bit about it last week, but love languages, which goes back to that affection thing. Yeah. 
that goes back to the affection things. I'm like, I acts of service. I gave you a key to my place. <laughs> Doesn't that mean I love you? I'm like, no, you could you like, didn't no, say but I you, love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And last, guys, hopefully you're still hanging in there with us. Coping mechanisms. This is big. How you and your partner cope with stress, with conflict, with setbacks, with adversities. That is important. I agree. Important. Do they shut down? Do they fly off in a rage? Do they fall into, I don't know, a depression? Yeah. Yeah. Do they give up? Do they distance themselves from you? Absolutely. Or do they need more in the moment? Absolutely. And these are definitely conversations that should be had. Well, I appreciate you really doing the legwork on this. Communication is something that I know, like, you're super passionate about. So I'm super excited just to keep on digging deeper into this, y'all. I really, really hope that you guys got something from um, this episode. If I could talk for hours about this, um, I would, but I don't want to keep you all for too long i'm super excited to bring this to aaron and krista next week and yeah i just kind of can't wait to hear what they say and really i can't wait to hear what you all say please send any of your feedback your questions anything like that to the instagram page which is at love sex ada um i mean obviously we're talking about relationships which for anybody that knows me personally like that's my thing i love doing that um but honestly it could be sex relationships aba um army you know mrt (laughs) army (laughs) pop culture questions even suggestions on what um i should talk about next and speaking of which before we go we actually got a question from last week oh yeah 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 so one of the things that kept actually was like a reoccurring question was you know that stereotypical like how did you all meet and like how did you like know like that you know I was the one I just how did couldn't you know <laughs> how did, how did we kidding. all know that you were the one right <laughs> okay so we met um through a mutual friend say it so you we, can say it we, you're so shy <laughs> about it we met it. on Plenty of Fish which shout out to Plenty of Fish Ooh-hoo. um and I'm the one who, you know, backed oh Jamie. Oh, my God, girl. you know. <laughs> you are showing out, man. <laughs> but I did. And um, I hit the flirt button. That's it. I did. And Jamie did the rest, guys. Thanks. Liar. But I don't even know what the flirt button was. Exactly. And Jamie, so like. Jamie helped you out. Tried to, like, pick me up with this line. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and. Kim. You come know. on now. And, um, you know, I must say, like just you you know i can't pronounce that word that ch word chivalry mm-hmm. is that it you were just so chivalrous. chivalrous and i think that to me is like one of one of those like oh i really like this person how did i know i don't know how i knew i just knew very early on i think i knew early on from our conversations oh yeah, yeah. like we because we hadn't even met yet we just were talking no, we were talking for quite a bit and then we went to coffee mm-hmm. and we talked for quite a bit. Yeah. And I mean, from, from very early on, we had some of the most rich conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, we did. I mean, we put everything out on the table. Very, very early. Very I mean, early on. Like, there was no, literally a part of our honeymoon And I don't phase. think that any of us, were we looking for 
serious relationship? No. Like, were you? I, no. I wasn't. I, I got on because my best friend got on. Yeah, and I just got on because I was bored. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, like, I mean, truly, prior to even the first date, but then also on the first date, it was literally like, here's my baggage. Does it, mine from rent, like, does it go with mine? Yeah. And can you actually help me um, and support me while I unpack some of these things? And, I mean, you know, after that date, I was like, Mom, I'm going to marry her. Yeah, I just like, love your, very... like, when I tell you I love, to this day, like, I love your mind. Thank you. Like, I love listening to you speak. I love listening to you take even my concepts and, like, and expand them <laughs> two and threefold. Like, I'm just so damn proud of you. Thank you. You know what I mean? And I think that's, I knew early on, I love the balance that you had. You're like, you're emotional and logical. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like perfect for where I was and even like where I am now. Like, it was just, I mean, there's so many, there were so many signs that I was like, yeah, this is, this is it for me. This is it. Thank you. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> All right, y'all. So please join uh, both Jamie and me. Yeah, join me. I'm doing really good with that. Shout out <laughs> Shout to out Shay. Shay. <laughs> um, on next week's Love, Sex, and Applied Behavior Analysis, where pop culture and ABA meet. Oh, also where Jamie, me, Aaron and Kristen will meet. Bye.